Welcome to Here for the Health of It. I am Dr. Randy Kloss. This is Dr. Tom Stetson with me, and we are here exposing Columbia to the local movers and shakers. We talk about business, health, the local community. And today we have Brittany Russell, who is a Pilates instructor, young, knows all the ins and outs of the contemporary Pilates scene. She walked us through all kinds of things. She talked about the difference between classical Pilates and the more contemporary. She talked about the difference between Pilates and yoga. Several pro athletes are now using Pilates for core strength and it gave us a lot of insight into it. She actually convinced both of us to go try a Pilates class ourselves. So we hope you enjoy. We hope you learn something from it and we are here for the health of it. Here, here, here. Hit the acapella. Here. We're here for the health of it. For the health of it. All right, welcome to For the Health of It. We are here with Grandmaster Pilates instructor, Brittany Von Russell, giving us all of her knowledge. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Give up, so yeah, maybe give us some backstory about yourself okay. and how you became a grandmaster. <laughs> That's not a real term. Okay. Um, we can coin it though. I'm happy to, to take that. You may title. become one after the podcast. That's fine. We can yeah. create our own. We can certify category. You. Okay, great. Um, so my name is Brittany. I have always been really into fitness. Um, grew up in Florida. Started working out um, as a freshman in high school. I was on the weightlifting and track teams. Um, and really did that my whole life leading up, you know, through college and through grad school. And then I got to that classic, I've been lifting weights for too long. My joints are starting to hurt. I'm way too old to get to that point, mm -hmm. right? Or way yeah. too young to, to feel that old. Um, and so I tried Pilates on a whim. Someone recommended it to me. They said it's low impact. Okay, fine. I'll try it. I'll see if I like it. And just immediately fell in love. Um saw how it changed my body, the way my body felt, the way my body looked, um, just felt better pretty immediately within three months. Um, and so really kind of quickly, I was asked if I would be ever interested in becoming a teacher, went through that whole um, training, and I can talk more about that if you want to later. Um, but yeah, it, it was a pretty quick process for me. I just became truly obsessed with cool. it. Yeah, and here I am. Did you just go cold turkey, no more working out, only Pilates? I, at first I did. Yes. Um, I stopped lifting weights on any kind of large scale. I mean, we still use like lighter hand weights and things mm -hmm. like that for coordination, a little extra weight in Pilates. Um, but I did just Pilates pretty much every day, um, for about three to six months at that point before I started teaching. Um, and then kind of started branching out and adding different things back into my workout routine just to kind of, you know, give my body a little bit of mm -hmm. good confusion. Okay. Um, so yeah. for the person that doesn't know what Pilates or have never seen it before, what, how would you describe it to somebody that's never yeah. heard the term Pilates? Yeah. So it's, it's really focusing on strengthening the core first and foremost. So all of those muscles that go into the midsection of your body, um, large and small, and focusing on the control of of that portion of your body and then noticing how it kind of goes out from there, right, for your limbs. So a lot of strength, um, a lot of core control, and then a lot of lengthening and toning. Um, I can go a little bit into the background of Pilates. Yeah, so it, well, I guess the 
is yoga very similar or what would separate it from yoga? Yeah. So, I mean, we get that question all the time, right? People think yoga and Pilates are similar um, and yoga is amazing for for what it is. Um, The way that it is different is it's a little less, and I'm not a yoga person. I wish I was. I'm just not calm enough, I don't think, to really be a yogi. Um, So I may not be explaining it perfectly, but the way that I kind of view yoga compared to Pilates and the classes of yoga that I've taken is yoga is a lot slower of a practice, maybe focused more on, you know, calm, meditative. Peace, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and the breathing portion and things like that. Um, and there's absolutely overlap with Pilates. We do focus on breath. It's different than a yoga breath. Um, in Pilates, I think there's a little bit more active um, active stretching and more strength work right. in, in Pilates. Okay. And there's special equipment in Pilates, correct? Because mm-hmm. that's what... Us that have no idea, we yeah. thought it was yoga on a, uh, a machine. A machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is it is there what's the name of that? Yeah. And is that something that say would somebody have that in their home, or is this something that you generally would go to a studio and have somebody walk you through? Yes. So you absolutely can have it in your home. It's definitely not one of those things that I would recommend someone just buys and you know just tries to right. to wing it um, at home because it one it could be dangerous, of course, with any piece of equipment. Um, and, and you want to make sure that you're doing it correctly and, and everything comes back to form in Pilates right. and that's how you're going to work out the best. Um, but yes, the big machine that everyone's pretty recognizable, you know, when you see it in a magazine or on, on the internet, it's called the Reformer. Um, and that's the most standard piece of Pilates equipment. Um, you can do just mat Pilates. So there's always that element as well. And then there are um, kind of add-on additions of equipment that are the exo chair, sometimes called the Wanda chair. Um, it's another really, really cool piece of equipment that uses spring tension as well. Um, and in my practice, um, in my teaching, I, I use a lot of other things like a BOSU ball and a TRX, um, yeah. a springboard, things like that. So do you guys combine other areas of fitness into the studio here locally in Columbia? Yes. So the studio that I teach at is Club Pilates. Um, It is a franchise. We do incorporate other pieces um, into our Pilates routine. And so there are things similar to bar um, that we kind of marry with Pilates. Mm. We do teach some TRX. We have that license um, and that training, which is a really cool compliment in my opinion, especially for someone with a strength training background or someone looking for a little sweatier workout. And TRX, for people that don't know, yes. are the straps that you mm-hmm. can just do mostly body weight assisted yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah. nice. From an anchor point. And what would a typical workout look like? Is it an hour long? Is it 30 minutes? And are there stations yeah. or sets? So everyone at Club Pilates um, has their own workout station. You don't have to share with anyone, which is amazing. And in that station, everyone has um, a reformer, an exo chair or one to chair, mm-hmm a springboard, a TRX set, a BOSU ball, a mat, um, and then smaller props like the magic circle and a, and a small squishy ball. Nice. Um, yes. So you'd absolutely, and you may not use every single one of those things in every single class. Um, right. but you absolutely do kind of move around, which is nice. Um, and our classes are 50 minutes long. 50 minutes. Nice. Mm-hmm. And is it music and you're walking around yelling at people or is it the soothing? I have a hard time picturing whether it's, it's definitely it's not like. a yelling atmosphere. Okay. Um, it's not that type of workout. I suppose it could be um, if you wanted it to be, if that was your instructor style or your, your studio style. Um, we, we play music. Um, and that part's really fun because it's up to the instructor. I, I always pick a different playlist just to kind of reading the room, feeling the vibe. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely fun. There's a, there's noise. It's not like a Zen Den type of 
vibe. Cool. And what about yoga and Pilates? And then you mentioned bar. Mm-hmm. How are, is there controversy between all of them? Or is there a purist Pilates versus a purist yogi? Yeah, yeah. There's absolutely different camps, right? With, with anything. Okay. So, um, and I don't think there's any one right or wrong way to do anything as long as it's working for the person's body and they're doing it, you know, responsibly and working out well. Um, there are classical Pilates purists, um, sometimes referred to as the Pilates police, um, because the way that oh. Joseph Pilates, who invented Pilates, initially, you know, created the practice. Um, there are people who still hold on to his specific teachings and the way that he did things, the equipment that he specifically used. And then there's another camp, which I tend to fall into, which is more um, contemporary. They've upgraded their equipment. Yeah. They've upgraded their mm-hmm. modifications and progressions. And that's one of the benefits at, at Club Bodies. I think so. Doing that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So what would you say the ideal client for Pilates is? Does it look like this? <laughs> or it... There's, I, I honestly don't think there's an ideal client because in my personal opinion and why I fell in love with it, that's why Pilates is so great because every body can do Pilates. There's a way for every body to do Pilates. Um, all injuries, you know, all skill levels, there's somewhere to start, there's somewhere to progress to, there's a modification for every single exercise. Um, we have people who come in that have you know, osteoporosis and for things like people with osteoporosis can't flex their spine safely. And that's, we just choose not to, to teach that. Right. Um, and especially in a group atmosphere, um, people with joint replacements, people with metal rods down their spine, you know, right. there, there's always, there's something for everyone, wow. which is important. Nice. What percentage is men versus women? Yeah. So there, I mean, if you go on Instagram and you like look up Pilates instructors or, you know, the Pilates hashtags, you're going to see a lot of men doing Pilates, which I think is amazing and important. Um, you see a whole lot of NFL players and professional athletes because they recognize that core control basically rules everything in your right. body, right? All your muscle control. Um, and so I, I, I don't want people to ever think it's not for men, right? I think it's so important, especially for men who tend to be less flexible. Um, it really helps with that. In my classes, I probably have a 90% women to 10% men ratio though. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And what's, um, so to go back to your first session of Pilates, mm-hmm. like what was the muscle groups that you felt like the next day, if we were to start this tomorrow mm-hmm. or today, what would we feel like tomorrow? Yeah. So, and it's funny because when I started Pilates, I think I was generally a fit person already. Yeah. Um, I felt strong. I felt fairly balanced. Um, I didn't have any injuries, luckily. Um, but even after my first session, I, the next day, my abs were insanely sore. I realized very quickly that I had never, I had gotten strong in my shoulders and my thighs, um, because those are the large muscle groups that pick right. up the big, the big weights. Right. Um, but I had never really focused on my core. So I got very, very sore there. My calf muscles got really sore, which I did yeah. not expect. Um, I suddenly like found my triceps. So yeah, it's like the little things that you don't, you don't wow. realize that you, you know, ignore when you're picking up bigger weights or, you know, running. And was your transition, is that how you recommend somebody to do it? If they come see you and they've been weightlifting for years mm-hmm. and then they want to transition, are you putting them into an every single day for a month? No, I mean, I just, I'm one of those people that goes all in, right? Cause I wanted to make sure I loved it before I committed to it. Um, so no, I mean, we have people, we recommend if you want to see results from Pilates, um, we recommend two to three days a week. 
but you can always do more if that's what fits into your schedule. We have some people that do Pilates and only Pilates two or three times a week. And then we have people who supplement it in with any other type of working out, running, orange theory, you know, yoga, Mm -hmm. bar, whatever that may be. And what, uh, do you wear shoes during the workout? So, um, not, not technically. No, No, um, yeah, you could go barefoot. We do at Club Pilates require grip socks, one for safety and also for hygiene. Um, I actually love the grip socks because it just provides you a lot more grip, right? A lot more balance. You feel a little bit more secure. Um, but for, I teach like a hit Pilates class and in that class we do wear the grip socks there, but a lot of people, you know, would prefer to wear sneakers in that situation, which totally makes sense to me. So there's no rules around that. Gotcha. I'm, I'm not like a purist. What's a grip sock? So it's, it's, you know, when you go to the hospital or you go to like a jump park, those yeah, trampoline parks, the rubber on the bottom, the rubber on the bottom. So okay. you don't slip. Okay. It's like a safety sock. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're a lot more stylish when you come into the you, I'm picturing those shoes that have the toes. Yeah. Each individual uh, yeah. Toe. You can get oh, them yeah, like yeah. toe socks. Are they individual toes? You can get regular, like it one toe pocket, or you can have the five individual toe right. pockets. Yeah. Now working out in swim trunks like most Canadians do. Mm-hmm. Probably not what you'd want at a Pilates studio. Probably not. Um, is there required attire? <laughs> there's not required attire, no, as long as you're <laughs> appropriate. Um, I'm not picky. I do recommend, especially for men, they sometimes ask me, they're like, wait, what What do I actually wear? Because you have to imagine right. if your feet are in straps and your legs are Shh, wide you know, open. And... Yeah, yeah. Some people are a little uncomfortable when you yeah. begin. So a lot of guys wear bike shorts or like sliders underneath gym shorts. Um, most women wear some type of legging or, you know, shorts spandex situation. As long as I can see your form and in your body and your spine, I'm okay with whatever you're wearing. So they make yoga pants, but do they make Pilates pants? It's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yoga yoga just branded it. I I think yoga, yoga took, took the claim and that's okay. Do we have an opportunity to make Pilates pants here? This this can be our our next business This is it? Yeah. What's the Pilates version of Lululemon? (laughs) Uh, You know, we're pretty obsessed with Lulu. Um, I'm I'm a huge fan. I have to give a call out to Athleta or Athleta. I don't know how to pronounce it. They're a B Corp. Yes. They're a B Corp uh, company, which I think is super important. Um, They're just amazing. I I do buy a lot of that for for practicing and teaching Pilates. Cool. Nice. And so what's the funniest thing that's happened at the studio here in Columbia? So, gosh. Or or over the time you've been doing this. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and I think funny personally is that I started teaching in November of last year. Um, It's December now. So a little over a year now. I taught for two or three months and then all of a sudden COVID happened, right? And so um, that was kind of like not funny, but funny because all of a sudden I became a virtual Pilates teacher and was not prepared for that. Right. Yeah. So, and when you teach virtual Pilates, it becomes all mat Pilates. Um, Mm -hmm. so you lose that equipment piece, but it ended up being, it it was a really cool and funny experience. People would work out with us and their kids or their cats or their dogs would end up on the mat with them. Um, you get a lot of, a lot of people, you know, they're planking and all of a sudden their little three-year-old is sitting on their back, you know? So that was fun. Um, it was just a different way of teaching that we had to learn. Um, did people get straps for their house and hang them up and so, go through the process like that? Yes. Yeah, some people really? will buy equipment and, and, and we can, you know, make that work, especially virtually if we need to. But I mean, and like I said before, you can buy reformers. They also have like small versions of reformers that are kind of, you know, more portable, lighter that you can put in your house. You can buy any TRX product you can buy at your house. You can attach straps to your wall or your ceiling. 
Um, you can absolutely use any of that at home if, if you know how to and if you want to. So are you doing, is that a, still a thing, virtual classes, or is it back to normal? You know, we backed off of that when we got back, because we're back in the studio now, and we have been for a few months, um, of course, with a, with a whole bunch of PPE protections. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are looking, and I just personally on the side will teach virtual classes sometimes just because I love it and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a partner friend who is like my Pilates teacher partner. We would love to go into business together someday. And we are teaching virtual classes again throughout December because people are never, they're not in town a lot. You know, they're traveling. Right. Um, and so they don't get to use their memberships in, in the studios that their members at. Um, and so, yeah, we get requests all the time to do cool. more virtual at home stuff. Is Joseph Pilates still alive? No. Okay. Um, he, yes, he invented the uh, method back around World War One. It was um, initially a rehab for injured soldiers. So that's what's really, really? cool about it. That is, is cool. It, it initially, be, it was rehab. Um, and so he was trying to strengthen these soldiers literally in their hospital beds. That's what the reformer was initially. Uh. It was a hospital bed. He used bed springs. Or the springs, um, leather straps, and he was getting really? them stronger, mm-hmm. um, working their muscles, realized, wait a second, I think I'm on to something. Um, and then he moved to New York City, started using it. Once he realized it was an actual actual workout, he was teaching dance companies in New York City. So working with yeah. ballerinas That's and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's a fascinating man. So would you say it's like a strength and flexibility combination? Absolutely. Or is it more emphasis on flexibility, though? I know. I think it's both. both. I think it's a 50-50 situation. Um, you're, you're lengthening and, and toning, and that's where a lot of that flexibility comes into play. But I think the strength comes first, right? So we always say, especially at Club Wadis, it all comes from the core. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be healthy throughout your mm-hmm. entire body, you need that's where those muscles come in. And so we focus on that first and foremost. Do you, Would somebody end a class out of breath or throughout, or is it more like you're, it's slower, holds... Yeah, um, I think it depends on the person and their level. Of course, everyone's going to work out differently, and you can always, again, modify or progress any exercise. I would say most of the time in a regular Pilates flow class, you're probably not going to get super sweaty. You're probably not going to end feeling like you're going to, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, Now, if you come to, like, one of the TRX Pilates classes that I teach or maybe the HIIT Pilates that I teach, Yes, of course. That's going to kind of come with the territory. So you're teaching all, you're teaching lower impact, Mm -hmm. higher impact, different things all the time. Yes. So where do people start with that? Say somebody wants to come do it and they're Mm -hmm. in their thirties. Yeah. Athletic, working out, where, what kind of class do you think they go to first? So we always recommend, and again, I'm speaking from the Club Pilates model, um, but I I do personally believe this as well. We recommend starting with our flow 1.0 Pilates class, right? That's our basic Pilates class. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it is more focused on, it's a little slower paced, a little more focused on your form. I'm going to mention your form all the time to you. I'm going to, you know, try to get everyone to the right position. So we talk a lot about working out with a neutral spine. um, And we believe that, you know, as if people can get their form correct, they're going to start strengthening those stomach muscles, those good core muscles. um, And then from there, as they progress up to higher levels or maybe more advanced classes, they're going to be able to do each exercise more efficiently um, and use the right muscles and kind of understand their own body, their own form. Has anyone ever ripped a groin muscle or I don't know what, a bicep muscle? I get scared of that. I've never had that happen in my classes. Um, I think if you're listening to your instructor and not using too much weight, because in Pilates, the idea is not add as many springs as 
as you can, right? This isn't like powerlifting mm-hmm. at all. Um, we're going for more, you know, maybe less weight, higher reps type of ideology. So no, that has luckily never happened in any of my classes. And I would like to avoid that at all, okay. at all costs. And so somebody's upside down with their legs strapped in on the, what are they called? The straps. The like straps. straps. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then where do they go from there? Do you get so, people stuck? So, yeah. So we, and again, at Club Pilates, we don't allow um, for inversions, which is like that full upside down okay. that you're probably picturing in your head, just to keep people safe in a group atmosphere. It's a little scary when you have 12 people right. that, you know, and if they're not truly focused on their form or if they're not strong enough yet, um, you know, I don't want them to roll onto their cervical spine. Yeah. So um, we don't have people in too, too dangerous of positions in a group class. But yes, anytime that you're up with your legs and straps and anytime teaching that in class, they should be in a neutral spine. So supine on their back. Um, but yes, I have had people that maybe weren't prepared for the strap tension, right. um, especially a lot smaller framed people if they're not expecting that resistance. Because um, the straps come, the pulley is behind your head. And the strap tension, the spring tension is down by your feet. And so you have your feet up in these straps and they're pulling back towards your head. And the idea is that your core muscles push them away from your head, right? Down towards your midline. And so, yes, I've had people So it's too strong, it smashes you. Yeah, your feet essentially come up above your head, which is, it's jarring when that happens to you. Um, Hmm. It's happened a couple times. Who else is big in the Pilates world? Is there other big names in it? I'm trying to picture. Do you remember uh, there was a dancer who moved into Pilates? I can't remember his name. It was a guy. I think it was a guy, yeah. <laughs> I don't know any guy dancers. Yeah. <laughs> the, you're not I, I might be way off. That. Maybe I'm way off on that. Too. Yeah, this is the lot. most I've learned about Pilates. Yeah. No, seriously, there are people. I mean, this is really interesting to look up on Instagram. I'm, I'm serious. Like, there are a lot of professional athletes that you're like, how does this person fit on a reformer? They right. actually had to start making extended sizes reformers because these. NBA players, for example, right. like seven foot tall guys mm-hmm. were like, hey, I want to get into Pilates because I recognize the benefits. It makes me stronger. Maybe it makes me quicker through my core. Um, yeah. And they had to literally build special reformers that were like a foot and a half longer wow. than the standard size, which is really cool. Is that, do you have the really big ones? At your we don't studio? have them at Club Pilates because we haven't had the demand for them yet. Right. I would love for more people to, to come in there that were maybe, you know, professional athletes. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Right. Yeah. And so I envision if somebody wants their midsection, Mm -hmm. does it tone like shrink this way? Is this like that that would be the ideal person if they're like, I just can't lose weight around the stomach. And that is a lot of our clients. They come in and they say, you know, I just need to tone up. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to feel better about this, that or the other, you know, different areas on their bodies. Um, I, I have multiple clients, but one in particular she came to me actually recently in my class last week and said, Brittany, I have gone down two pant sizes since I started working out here. Um, and she said that the day she really realized it is when she was wearing a pair of jeans that were not stretchy and she had been wearing them for like five years at this point. Right. They always were, you know, like tight, but fitted. Right. Her. Um, and she said she pulled them off at the end of the day without unbuttoning them. Really? So, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty cool, especially, you know, we all, we all know how, dangerous it can be to have excess fat around your midsection right right? and so it i have seen it make a difference in many many people's lives yeah and do you guys teach any what are there any other things at club pilates that you guys teach in addition to pilates say 
uh, nutrition, detox stuff, anything? So we don't have any nutritionists or anything um, on staff, and, and we don't claim to have any of those certifications. Um, I think that is the perfect marriage, though. I think if people are really trying to figure out their health, you know, you can't just focus on one piece of the pie. Right. Um, so, and I have to give y'all a shout out too. There are so many people that come to my classes and I'm like, you guys should go to, you know, Columbia Family Chiropractic and, right. and figure out, you know, the rest of your body. And so, um, and those are the best success stories that I hear are people who figure out that marriage of right. know, all those different pieces. Yeah. Cause I was wondering, I mean, when we see x-rays and people have scoliosis or these mm-hmm. major, you know, anatomic deficits or structural issues, it would probably look hard on the surface for them to do certain movements. Do you notice stuff like that where, where they can't bend or their range of motion one direction is restricted? Absolutely. And what, what strategy do you guys generally put in place? Yes. So in that case, um, we, and it depends on the client, of course, and what situation they're dealing with and, and how severe it may be. Um, we always recommend maybe trying some private classes. Um, mm-hmm. So any of our instructors can teach private sessions as well. And we actually have a private room in the back um, that no one can see into. You know, it, it really is truly a private studio and it actually has the full Cadillac, which is the reformer um, on steroids, essentially. It's like the fanciest Pilates equipment you can get, yeah, right? And nice. we only have one, so it's really cool. Um, and and so what you, is it? Ha- what's special about it? So it's essentially a reformer. Um, which is like a bench. It. I'm picturing a bench sort of. Yeah, moves. yeah. That moves? Mm-hmm. The carriage moves with, with okay. the spring tension. So as yeah. you're pulling your legs in those straps, you know, you're moving back and forth. Um, definitely Google it. It's really cool. Um, but the Cadillac is a reformer with a whole bunch of extra equipment built onto it. So it's one giant piece. So if you imagine that like this long table is a reformer, it's got um, essentially a cage around it and you can add, so it combines like, the idea of the springboard on the wall, you know, that's at the back of the reformer. So you just, you have a whole bunch more options. You can hang yeah. from the the bars on the top. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. Cool. Um, so yes, we, we do recommend, you know, maybe trying a private class, something one-on-one where I can really learn, you know, your body and your limitations right. and focus just on you for that 50 minutes instead of trying to integrate that into a group setting. Um, and of course, like for people with scoliosis, like you mentioned, there's specific exercises that we would want them to do. And maybe, you know, if their spine is, you know, laterally flexed too much on, on one side, we want to focus on one side of your body right. rather than the other. So in a group setting, that may not be a hundred percent possible. Right. So you can customize it one-on-one. Yeah, That's nice. It's really cool. Yeah. Would the Cadillac be available to anyone or you have to have an issue to go to the Cadillac? So no, you don't have to have an issue. Anyone can take a private class that wants to take a private class. We have people who give them like as gifts to their friends, um, packs of of privates, just because that can really help people focus on their own body again, but also maybe even get up to speed. Some people don't feel comfortable yet coming into a group setting and we get that. Um, And so, yeah, anyone, anyone. How hard is it to get the one-on-ones? Is that something that could you buy a membership of just, I want one-on-one coaching? Yes. Yeah. We do sell like private packs. You don't have to be a member to do those. You don't even have to be a member to come into class. We do have drop-in rates, of course. And so, yeah, totally totally open to everyone. How long has the average person been going to the studio? So our studio opened when I started teaching there in November. So we just like hit our one year mark of being open. Mm -hmm. We have people who have been members since day one. And actually, and this is extreme, but I have one client right now who is just hit 400 classes the other day. And we've been open wow. just over 365 days. So it's wow. truly so amazing. Every, every day. day. So yeah. you guys, are you guys open every day? Yes. We're open seven days nice. a week. 
um, pretty pretty wide class ranges. We start as early as 6 a.m. and as late as, you know, 7.30, 8 p.m. at night. We have a little, you know, less hours on the weekends just right. because of demand. But yeah. Are they just really good at Pilates now? 400 times in a year has got to be This particular special. client, yeah, yeah. She's absolutely figured out her body. Her form is immaculate at this point. She comes multiple times a day, obviously, to fit yeah. that many in. Um, on some days, of course, when she can. But, yeah, she's figured it out. She's Was she a dancer a like, or a gymnast or a... I don't, she, okay, so she's in the military yeah. and she's also a drill sergeant. So she's wow, just like the really? coolest all around yeah. human being. Um, so she was already pretty familiar with fitness, but kind of like me, she came from a background of more strength, you know, style of fitness. Um, so when she started Pilates, you know, she just, she was looking for something different nice. as well. And she realized it, it worked. Is there a competition for Pilates? Oh gosh. I, I imagine cheerleading competitions or I, I don't know, like weightlifting competition, competition. the the world series of Pilates. I don't know of one, but if we can, we can start our own. We got two great ideas. Well, well, this is what I'm wondering. So if we're going to evaluate your skills versus somebody else's skills, we need a ranking system. Yeah. How do we rank you against somebody else? I honestly, everything, at least for me as an instructor, everything that I watch my clients do is going to come down to their form. The more perfect your form is, the better your whole exercise is going to be right. You're going to, you're going to use the right muscles. You're going to work out more efficiently. So yeah, I mean, this would have to be, we'd have to get like the measuring tape out. Is that, yeah. Is that how you do it? If you range a perfect, motion, perfect, yeah, perfect look, and, and you guys know this too, like neutral spine for everyone looks a little different when they're laying flat on their back, right? All of our right. bodies are a little mm-hmm. different. So that's interesting too, when you're looking at 12 clients in a room all working out together, you know, this person's neutral looks different than this person's neutral, right. especially when their legs are straight up in the air. Some people can lift their legs up, their feet come a little closer to their face, and they're still keeping their pelvis neutral. Whereas some people, that pelvis pops up right away. Right. So, it, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, in yoga, I want to say there's like advanced moves or, oh, yeah. or like a lot of the, balance like the yoga master. Oh, it's amazing. And people yeah. show off their moves. Yeah. Like you oh, see a yeah. picture of someone like showing off their hands. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm terrible at yoga, but I wish I was good at it. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Pilates advanced moves that I would never try. Like, I'm even... Even personally. Oh, gosh. Really? Without someone definitely there to, like, spot me. Especially with the Cadillac I was referring to. You can do, like, they're called walkovers. It's like you turn all all upside down on, on the top of the... And that's, like, something that, you know... Unless someone was there to watch me. Yeah, is that the... What's the hardest move? Oh, gosh. That depends on your body and what's strong and what's not. I honestly... I think that this sounds like so basic, but a good old fashioned perfect form plank, really? in my opinion, is like, it's astonishing it's can, to get people's form right. Right. And I almost feel like every time I get into a plank, I never know if I'm in. Yeah, because you can't yeah. see yourself from yeah, the side, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, like I assume that. that I'm doing it perfectly <laughs> That's at what all I times. Think. Yeah. That's and a lot of balance great. work too. People, we don't realize how quickly our balance goes away right. as we get older. And that's so important because that's how we avoid falling and hurting ourselves when we're, yeah. you know, so I, I try to incorporate planks and balance work into every single one of my classes. Is there a Mecca for Pilates? Either a Where city, Joseph is from. What? Yeah. I mean, I guess Where? Joseph was in the war. He, he Where was, was he from? He came from Germany, um, but oh. he introduced it. Yeah. So, I mean, because when he introduced it kind of into America in New York City, I think that's... To me, that's place. like, a, I would love City. to go to some really amazing studios there um, and just kind of visit them. But I mean, it's all over the world now. It's in the UK. It's yeah. And does Club Pilates have one huge place and then everywhere else branched off from it? 
or do you, are they uh, somewhat similar when you yeah. go from one to another to I think, another? I think they're fairly similar. And what makes it more different, no matter where you go, I think depends on if you're going to a studio that's classical or contemporary. I think that's the biggest like two camps yeah. that you're going to find. Even within Club Pilates, there's different ones? Or so are they all... I think Club Pilates, I would say all of them. I obviously haven't been to all of them. I would say all of them are contemporary. Okay. Um, just because of the training that I received from Club Pilates, it, it was not super classical. But there are methods that you can receive certification from that are strictly classical Pilates. Okay. And what are there... Is there a lot of competition here in Columbia with other studios? I've heard because Club Pilates seems like the one that I, if you were to ask me where to go, I, mm-hmm. I've heard of that, know about that. Sure. There are I other studios, of... absolutely. Okay. Um, there are some, you know, more homegrown, local. Yeah. Um, and I mean, our owner is, you know, it, it's a franchise. Yeah. So I don't think we have any kind of, there's no negative competition. In my opinion, you need to go workout, find the workout that works for your body and find the instructor that works for you. Yeah. Um, because everyone's style is different. So I've had a great relationship with other Pilates instructors that work at other studios. I think it's a good encouraging community. Nice. Would you go toe to toe against other Pilates instructors? Oh gosh. <laughs> in my <laughs> practice or in my teaching? Is there a way to go? I'm just trying to figure out how to make it competitive. Of course. I'm not even a competitive person. So you're asking really? the wrong person. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you, I guess, I don't know. We have to have a teach-off. Or it would just be a plank-off. Why don't you get or, certified? And I, I, well, I'm trying to be, I could. it could be <laughs> perfect plank for the amount of time. Oh, gosh. Yep. Like that one woman who held a plank for like four hours or something. Yeah. I saw it online. That could be me. I mean, yeah. she would win. Yeah. Right. She's she a grandmaster of Pilates. She's the grandmaster of planks. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I like it. I think we do need a competition. I think we need Pilates pants. Yeah. There's two big opportunities here. Whole right. line. Is there guys Pilates pants? No. No. Yeah. No. I mean, you got to work with what you got. You got sliders. You know, you got Lululemon. I guess. Yeah, I feel like it's a market. You got shorts with liners. It's in untapped. Them. I, but we need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It feels to me like Pilates is perfectly positioned to grow it is i think it's in i think it's in a growth stage yes and how what percentage of people do you think have done pilates or at least let's say tried it you know i think a lot of people have because i think at least i remember maybe in the 90s early early 2000s it kind of had that boom that yoga did um but i think people tried at least that this is what i tried they tried mat pilates which mat pilates is amazing. It's very hard. You're relying on your body and your body weight. And it's just like holds? So, I mean, yeah, you're not necessarily holding any position for too, too long, but it's all, you know, it's still focusing on the core. It's focusing a lot on balance. Um, you could do mat Pilates your whole life and be in amazing shape. Um, Which is primarily the one that I've seen because yeah, you I'm can sure. get it, you can get a you program can or you can do it on the internet. You can do it at home. Yeah. Anyone can do it. Yes. Um, I think more people have obviously done that Pilates than, than reformer Pilates. Um, but there's still, there's still a huge component of Matt Pilates, even in a reformer Pilates class. So okay. yeah, I don't, it, it needs to be, I think everyone should try it. It may not be for you and that's okay, but you know, it's worth a try. So if someone, me. so if someone wants to come yeah. get, is it taught by you or coached by you? I would say taught. Taught by, if they want to get taught by you, what does it yeah. look like? They call get their first one, yeah. try it out, and then figure out from there something yeah. they like, or do they try it three times and then decide? Yes. Um, so whether you go to you know a different studio, whether you come to Club Pilates, doesn't matter. Um, and people always you know can reach out. And since I'm certified, I can always teach people. 
I don't have to, you know, teach through Club Pilates if people mm-hmm. aren't ready for the group setting yet. Um, but specific to Club Pilates, you call, we offer free intro classes, which is really amazing. Um, kind of get the lay of the land, figure out the equipment before you get into your first group class, which I think is important. It's a 30 minute, you know, pretty indicative of our flow 1.0 class. So yeah, simple as that. Just come in, try it out, see if it works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and we really, I mean, again, try it, you know? It doesn't have yeah. to work for life, but it try can it. if you want it to. And by we, I mean you. I would be open. To I, just, I, I think, think you are obligated to, be, to try it at this to. point. I think there yeah. needs to be better male clothing. We get the clothing first before we try it. It's all That's geared smart. towards women doing it. Yes. You're right. But no guy is comfortable walking in there in bike shorts and a tank top. Not you know, quite this. inclusive enough. For <laughs> right. I, well, I, I mean, maybe some <laughs> guys generally don't, work but, out. But the, guys, but the guys who are have probably done it a fair amount <laughs> before, you know, just <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that's I'm, good. I'm open to it. I'm open to trying it. So to end, I guess, what's the most interesting thing that you've experienced while coaching or, or teaching that uh, people would like to know or hear about? Do you want me to go into the real? <laughs> I think so. The real I think stuff? this is the opportunity. So, so and I'll, I'll end it with, um, it's encouraging. It sounds funny, but it's encouraging. So a lot of times in class, and I was telling Tom and Randy this earlier, um, and we had a little giggle, people will um, pass gas often, um, sometimes abruptly, loudly, um, you know, it's okay. It's funny. Often meaning we how often, much? I mean, I teach at least six classes a week, and I would say in at least one or two of them a week okay. it happens. Um, and, you know, it's funny, I guess, if you're a child <laughs> like me. Um, but that's okay. We can all laugh at it. People giggle. And it and, means you know. you're engaging your so, core, so, which is yeah, – so it's a good thing. I, that's what I say to my class. You yeah. know, it's okay, guys. That means that person was doing exactly what I asked them to do. As they exhale, you know, they're really knitting those ribs together, engaging. That's my takeaway. I think. Yeah. I, they should be proud. Which I kind of right. like it that it gets addressed. So that people know it <laughs> happens fine. to other people it's too. It's fine. It happens all the time. There are like t-shirts that Pilates people make online that you can oh, buy. Yeah. That, yeah, See, talk. that's perfect. It's What's, amazing. What would you say as the instructor is the appropriate response if somebody does that? Keep like, going. Should they not acknowledge? Like, would they say, excuse me? Some sir? people, you know, you know, some people don't like it <laughs> to be acknowledged, correct. right? They're just going to keep moving like it never happened. That's yep. fine. If I get that vibe from them, I'm going to keep doing the same thing and just keep talking <laughs> yep. and teaching. Um, some people, you know, are, are more giggly about things and I'm cool with that too. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all working out together. We end up, you know, yeah. this sounds cliche, but we all become like a family because we work out together all day, every day. Right. right? So it happens and it's fine and it's hilarious and they're using their core properly. Yeah, that's good. Cool. I yeah. love it. Yeah. That's the takeaway. Well, we pre- I mean, we appreciate you being on here, it's telling fun. us all about it. It's a blast. And we hope that people try it and check it out and come see you. We so will too. put all the information to get a hold of you cool. or to, to contact you. Um, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Thank you, guys. We're here for the health of it. For the health of it.